Andrew is the Aussie bloke living in the US. Heather is the American gal living in Australia. Together, they travel the world sharing strategies on how to put your business on autopilot. Doing business online is no longer about having a website. To get more clients and take care of the ones you have, you will need a map. They've got it. So sit back and relax and welcome aboard. This flight is bound to autopilot your business. On today's podcast, we are talking about the shiny object syndrome. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com. Hey, everybody. This is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 81. Today, we are digging into that terrible, terrible disease of all the entrepreneurs, and that is the shiny object syndrome. Are you chasing shiny objects, shiny tools for your business and not getting results you want? Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, uncover some uh, interesting facts about what that is all about. Now, all the way, of course, from not so sunny, in fact, it's quite freezing and very wet, Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) The Porter is in town. Hey, H. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hey, Andrew. How is it going over in hot Palm Springs? It is very hot here, I tell you. It is 112 degrees today, mm-hmm. and that is Fahrenheit. I think that's about 44 or 45 Celsius, and it's cooking. It's Yuck. cooking. Yuck. Hey, that's summer. That's summer. Hey, what's news? What's news in your world? What's news? Well, I just want to tell everybody really quickly that um, you are sitting there on one of those dodgy little Windows computers because we are big advocates of having no excuses in your business. And Andrew's poor little Mac has it's on the borderline of dying. So, of course, no excuses. He's picked up this cheap little <laughs> Windows machine, and that's what he's recording on right now. You can always get around your technology issues, guys. You always can. I can't even say that W word. <laughs> hey, we have what? W fans what? listening. You have what? to be nice. What? What? All right, I'll, I'll be honest. I've had this little Windows for I actually probably had it for about two or three years, and it's my it's my little backup. In fact, it's my savior when we're driving on long long trips and I play <laughs> play movies for the kids. Um, <laughs> but I thought, hey, you know what? I've still got it. It works. So here it is. It's saving us today. I've got Skype on here. I've got the internet. I'm doing what I need to do. So it's all right today, Windows. It's all right. And it is working. That's perfect. So uh, now, what have I been up to? Well, you know what? I have learned something really interesting in just testing. So we, um, we've we been sending out – we have a newsletter that we send out to our, our email list, and we thought, we're going to try something. So over the last three weeks, we have done a split test where half of our email list got one version and the other half got another version. Now, the first version was a graphical heavy version. So, you know, really nicely designed, nice background. We're talking uh, emails, right? Uh, email. email, email, email. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Good. I didn't even spend about that. So emails. <laughs> And um, so basically, yeah, the half of it has um, beautiful images, lots of graphics, and it looks fantastic. And the other version is literally just a text version with a couple of images in it, which just, you know, clicked into the article that we're promoting. But the rest of it's just literally, we're talking no formatting. It is a standard email with no formatting, no line breaks, just a couple images in mixed in that are linkable. That's it. Now, Here's the interesting thing. I mean, I went into it thinking, I wonder what's which one's going to come out ahead. I really sort of was thinking one would. After three weeks of testing, there is no difference. There is no 
difference at all. I mean, it doesn't matter which one we send out. We got the same type of results with opens um, and click-throughs. Which one did you think would win? You know, it's interesting. For a long time, I've been telling people to just use the conversational approach, which is the not very graphical, heavy version. And then I was thinking initially that would win. But then I also started looking at some of the really nice newsletters I've been getting. And I think some of them are designed so well and they're so appealing to the eye. And I think I started thinking maybe maybe that's going to actually be the winner. So here you go. So why this is so great news, I think, for a lot of you out there that are new to email marketing and you're overwhelmed by the email marketing system you're using is that it doesn't matter. You can literally, you don't have to have a big fancy newsletter template to work and get the same results, at least from what we tested and we did random testing. Split testing, by the way, guys, is where one person gets one version and the next person gets the next version. It just goes back and forth randomly. So no, it's kind of good news, I think, for most of us listening. So so I've got a question then. How much more generally, how much more time does it take to create a beautiful, fancy <laughs> looking newsletter versus punching a bunch of words on a on an email well if you're using something like mailchimp or like an aweber they actually come with newsletter templates but it still takes a little bit more time to sort of set up and try and work them out um and office autopilot infusionsoft those sorts of tools you actually have to get one designed so and then you have to do lots of testing and make sure it tests in all the different platforms like outlook and gmail and it can take some time. Now, if you're just doing a standard email, I mean, how, how hard is that? Like you literally just sort of type some words on a, in your email platform. And then most email platforms like MailChimp, you can do an insert image. So you can just insert a little image and make that a link to something. And then that's it. I mean, it takes you a few minutes. So there's some interesting feedback for everybody. I think that is very interesting information you know don't get stuck on making it all pretty and you haven't got a designer it's like just get the bloody thing out there get (laughs) Get it it out out there there. get the message out there and then come back later and make it pretty if you want to yeah it's honestly from what i found it's not going to hurt and i mean of course i urge you to maybe test in your industry later but um from what we found it just doesn't matter (laughs) so interesting little news and what about you what have you been up to what have you learned (sighs) Well, I actually, I was at a, I was at a mastermind recently oh, in the last two days, and um, it was actually not even related to this industry. My wife is in to real estate, and I went along to this mastermind. Found out some really cool things, and really, it's really good to cross promote, not cross promote, cross uh, see what other industries are doing, if you like. So, and I think we'll talk more about masterminds in an upcoming episode, masterminds in an ep- upcoming episode. But what I did notice, as far as our industry goes is that Gmail have now, and I think we, we may have spoken about this a couple of months ago. We knew it was coming, mm-hmm. but they've finally announced that um, they're moving the unsubscribe button that are on those um, you know newsletters and social media notifications and other promotional stuff. There's an unsubscribe button that's going to happen. It's going to appear next to the sender's name at the top of their in, in their Gmail account. So, which means if you're doing newsletters, you're doing social media posts that come through Google Plus and that sort of stuff, you're going to find that there's a maybe a rise in unsubscribe button or the unsubscriptions will rise because now people aren't having to dig through an email at the very bottom of an email that's tucked away in the real fine print. It's going to be a big button up the top. So, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for people's email addresses as well. 
And their lists. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I know we did talk before when Gmail made that big change with filtering and how they were automatically putting all the promotional emails in its own section. And now they're doing this. You know, Andrew, I've seen a few people recently in the top of their email, promotional email, it'll say, hey, remember, you're getting this because of X, Y, and Z. And then they go into the email. And I'm thinking that's why they're starting to do that. They're creating that little pre little blurb at the top to remind you of why you're there. You know, Google Google have an interesting take on it because you know they said, you know, what are you doing this for? And it's going to be really bad. And they said, well, not really. They mm-hmm. said, here's here's why. Here's what our take is: is that if it's up the top and you can unsubscribe, there's less chance now of people reporting you as spam. Huh. Right. So they're saying, here's here's what we're doing. We're helping you because at least let them unsubscribe, and that's it. End of story. They go away, and no big problems. But if people are if people are clicking on you as spam because they can't find your unsubscribe button, then that goes back to your mail server, and they start saying, "Wow, we've got all these spam complaints. We've got these complaints from people sending it out." Now they probably weren't really complaining. They just said, "I can't find your unsubscribe button. I'm just going to hit the spam button and get rid of me." Yeah. So that's their take on it, which is which could it's got point. It's got valid val- validity, I think. Yeah. No, it does. I think. Um. Wow. So what does that ultimately say to all of us? Is that like just get, you got it? Get your good stuff out there. That's right. <laughs> get good content. Keep offering value, and if you're yeah. offering crap, then expect people to leave. That's that's yeah. all there is to it. Squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. Squirrel. What is is this squirrel? What is this squirrel you're talking about? (laughs) All right. So here's the thing. I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs and business owners, we can get distracted quite easily with the next shiny object that's come across our path, whether that's uh, in an email, you know, during social media and a magazine. And we can change paths really quickly with our concentration and point of focus. And that is the topic of today's show, the shiny object syndrome. Shiny object syndrome. I, I, you know, I never knew what the squirrel was. Do you know where squirrel comes from? No, I don't actually. I just know people use it. A friend of ours who was who actually we interviewed on on this podcast uh, a couple months ago, Laura Wage, Mm -hmm. used to say it all the time. And I'm like, what is this squirrel thing? I've never, I don't get it. And it wasn't until a couple of months ago that my kids were watching Up, you know, the movie Up? Yeah. And that's where it came from, as far mm-hmm. as I know. The guy, the little dog in there, and he's walking around, and then suddenly this squirrel comes past and he yells out, Squirrel. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, that's where she gets it from. So it makes total, totally, total distraction. Sorry, sorry for that squirrel moment there. I was wondering. <laughs> anyway. yes, that's, that's good though, because I know a lot of people are using it now, so it's kind of become a little thing that that people use when they're yeah. when they're. So trying I don't to know. If it, I don't know if it originated from the movie, but the movie used it and made sense to me. So I'm going to say that it did. <laughs> and if it didn't, you can message me or tweet me and tell me I'm wrong. Cool. Sounds like a plan, Andrew. And guys, here's what I would. Here's how I would define a shiny object. It's something that. You're working away in your business and suddenly this this thing comes across your path promising to make your life or your business easier, make more money, lose weight, make be happier, all that sort of good marketing stuff that happens. And we see it and we suddenly switch gears in the middle of something that's being productive for our business and we go off and we go chasing it. We go off to a landing page. Maybe we even buy the thing. Then suddenly we're on a tangent of, of trying to hook it up into our website, learn how it works, try it in our life or business. Before we know it, we've spent a couple of hours and completely diverted what the very thing is that we set out to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, now, you would never have 
got one of these shiny objects, but I have. <laughs> oh, I have. I think we all have. <laughs> uh, and look, it's it's simple to do. You know, you're looking at something. It's like, wow, if this is as good as the sales page says it is, uh, it's going to make my life so much easier. But what a lot of these sales pages don't tell you is that there is a learning curve that's needed to yes. make a lot of this stuff work. And if you don't have the knowledge already, then you're going to expect it to spend a bit of time. So as you said, it sort of railroads your productivity pretty quickly. It does. And it also does something interesting. And the the thing is, is that oftentimes when we go after one of these little objects, we then learn about that object, which is exactly what we should not be doing. I've seen a lot of people try and think they hear about a plugin or something that they should be doing on their website to improve it. And then they buy it and then they, they try and watch videos to work out how to hook it up into their website. Like a big thing that I know a lot of people look at is a pop-up. So they suddenly think, oh yeah, the pop-up, I should have pop-ups on my website. And then suddenly they're often trying to learn how to use them and what they should write on them. And, and in reality, is that really a good spend of your time? And would you even know if it is in the first place? And I think that's okay. the, what differentiates the, the shiny object from something that works is just that you don't actually know if it's going to even work. And then when you start playing around with it, you still don't even track or know if it's even worked or changed your business. You know what I find the biggest, some of the biggest shiny objects are mm-hmm. add-ons to things that yes. already work. Yes. You know, so you might have something like a, uh, as you said, a WordPress plugin. So you've got WordPress. Now, of course, there's going to be WordPress plugins you need, but there mm. are sometimes there's plugins for plugins, and or sometimes there is extra things like, um, you know, I've got this camera, I'm, I'm recording, but now I'm going to buy this program mm-hmm. that hooks to my camera and it lets me do all this stuff really quick and easy. But the real quick and easy bit, yes, it does do that after you spend hours and hours and hours learning about it. So <laughs> it's 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 an interesting. Um, conundrum many of us face when we, especially we're trying to either bootstrap our business and we haven't got time to spend uh, on people to do it. So we're going to either learn it ourselves and we're trying to get the best result. But often by the time you've learned it, that thing's out of date anyway. It's a very good point. It's all that whole thing of fundamentals work. So learn the fundamentals and then everything else on top of that is like, you know, frou for icing fun stuff that may or may not work. And you know what? Who cares? It's like that whole 80-20 rule anyway. Mm. Um, how would you or how do you personally try and refrain from the shiny object when it comes across your path? Um, you know, one of the things one of the things I do is I look at it and go, what is this going to achieve? Like what is this shiny object going to achieve? And when am I going to be able to use it? And when am I even going to be able to learn about it? Mm-hmm. You know, and that those just those questions really have helped me. If I'm really honest with myself, I look at it and go, "Do I really, really have the time to to, to chase this up? Um, and is my time better spent doing something else? And I can go and get somebody if I wanted to, if I can afford to pay them, I'll pay them to do it rather than going chasing up and learning myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really do question myself and say, why do I want that? Do I really need that? Yes. And uh, and often the answer is, uh, no, you don't need that. Put it down. <laughs> Stop playing with it. Um, but that's, that, that's how I do it. What, what about you? What, what's your what's your way? Yeah, I think what I, I do is I look at it and the first thing is is take take a break from it. Um, you know, let it kind of sit there on the side. I might save the link or bookmark the link and, and just walk away. <laughs> what if, what if it expires in just 10 minutes? Then I, and then I definitely don't do it. Cause at that point, I think that whole scarcity thing is what 
makes you think, oh, yeah, I got to get in. Oftentimes, those types of things you can learn anywhere, uh, somewhere else anyway. Um, So I think that, yeah, I walk away from that. And then the second thing is I think about, is this thing actually going to help me achieve what I'm working on right now to, you know, improve my business? And uh-huh. if I cannot honestly say yes to that, then I just don't need it right now. And then I, I, I can use it later. You know, it could be there later. It could be, like I said, I bookmark it. I'll hang on to it. Maybe it'll be something I need later. But if it genuinely is just going to cause a distraction, not actually get, help me get from point A to point B for what I actually need to do right now, um, which is tied to revenue, then no. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, in, in our business, we have a um, – we do a 90-day plan, uh, a 90-day um, yeah, 90 day plan coming mm. up, what's coming up, and we focus on, okay, what's going to be important for us to get done. Yeah. And I guess you just sort of run that over the top and go, what this shiny object is, is it going to fit in anywhere in my 90-day plan? Um, and if it doesn't, then you don't need it. Um, if it does, then whereabouts in the 90-day plan, how quickly do you need to buy it then and there? Because what often happens with these shiny objects is that you buy it and you want to start learning it straight away, which mm-hmm. means that your day plan or your week plan, the things, the action steps you're trying to work on for today and tomorrow suddenly get railroaded. Yeah, and that's and then right. You, and then you're behind and then this whole thing, the vicious circle of overwhelm comes up. It's like, how do I keep up with all this stuff? So I think, I mean, there's a few suggestions that I would look at for dealing with the next big thing that comes into your path. And the first thing that... I know, you know, I were talking about this a little bit before, is to find yourself an accountability partner or partners, somebody that can, every time you come across one of these things, you can present it to them or that person and say, hey, I just saw this thing. I really, you know, I really am attracted to it. I really want it in my business. And then they can actually say, ask you questions about it. Why, why do you want it? Why do you need it? What results do you think it's going to get for you? And they can actually come in from that other party and make you think more logically and not emotionally using all that, you know, because a lot of these things use great marketing, copywriting. And that's the idea is that they want to get you to buy it right now. So, um, and what, I guess, what would an accountability partner look like? If you have a business partner, it's a, it's a great start. You know, you can absolutely use your business partner like Andrew and I do with our goals. We get together, we, we, do our best to do this daily where we each present a couple of goals each that we want to work on and then we report back and forth. Now, if you don't have a business partner, where else, Andrew, might you go to get help with this? Uh, before I do tell you that, yeah. I just want to say that um, Anna, you and I do this, oh, well, I do this, and I'm like, wow, I think we should have that. And I'll say, hey, what about this? And you'll go, no. <laughs> Like, okay, I mean, just 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 showing it's out there. You know, I wasn't I wasn't going to buy it. I wasn't going to buy it. Or, or my favorite, <laughs> we already have it. <laughs> That's even worse, isn't it? Yeah. We do, we do. <laughs> like you bought it, you didn't tell me. Yeah. What do you mean you bought it? You didn't tell me. <laughs> That's really it's sad but true. <laughs> that has happened once. Yeah. Um, so uh, so, how would somebody get access to somebody like an accountability group or partner? Yeah, you're like you don't you don't have to have them as a business partner. It can be someone that uh, is another another business owner, mm-hmm. right? And it can, it can even be someone that's different in a different industry too. It's just like, hey, here's my problem. I buy stuff that I shouldn't be buying. That's uh, and what I want to do is I want to run some things by you. Next time I want to go and buy something, I'm going to call you up and I say, hey, I want to buy this thing, and you can ask me what it does, what's the purpose, when am I going to use it, how am I going to train for it, and then what sort of return am I expecting to get from that 
object. Yeah, I think it's a great thing when you are going in to work with another business owner or just somebody that can be an accountability partner is to say to them, start from the start and say, look, what I want to do here is improve my systems and my, my business and anything that um, you can offer me, any questions, any any ways of like helping me dig a little deeper into what I'm doing. Uh, would be great. And I might come to you from time to time saying, hey, I really want to buy this and bring this into my business because that's kind of how I'm wired, you know, and then uh-huh. um, they can and then you, you're just telling them up front that this is kind of where I my weaknesses lie with shiny objects. And I need your help holding me accountable to not go after every single one that comes in my path. Yes, yes, definitely. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a um, you just have to have someone there that you can jump jump on the phone and say, hey, I'm thinking about this buying this thing. As long as they're not worse than you and they go, oh, I want to get it too, let's get let's get two of them. Otherwise, you'll be in all sorts of trouble. <laughs> you know, and something else too that I know that you and I have both been involved with that um, works very, very well is an environment where you can ask, uh, well, I, I, I guess we call it the mastermind. So it's it's getting yourself into an organization or a group where it, there's other business owners that are collectively in it together to further their business. Because it's great to have experts and gurus and teachers that can help you, I guess, see the bigger picture and give you um, fine-tuned, fine-tuned strategies, really. But it's mm. also very important to also be around other business owners because they're going through what you're going through and you can learn so much from them and ask questions. And they can even be your market for market research as well. Yeah, absolutely. Masterminds, as I said, you know, I just went to one on the weekend and um it was for investors, actually, and uh, real estate investors. So they're all different investors of different types, and they're able to bounce ideas off each other. And, and um, it's a great way to just say, "Hey, what's working for you? Mm-hmm. What's not working for you?" And you know that goes into a whole another reason about masterminding. But um, you can certainly find some accountability people uh, in masterminds as well. Yeah. So I guess that the key thing here is like, what what would be a good thing to invest in versus this shiny object? I guess in your opinion, Andrew, is there are there things that you look for, certain filters that you have when you're judging what should be good, what should I actually use in my business versus what should I just stay away from for right now? Well, I guess if it's if it's something that's that's new for our business, we haven't used or haven't got. You know, maybe it's an extension of our business, mm-hmm. but not not something that is just a nice to have. Mm-hmm. Like, is it a is it a yes we need to, or is it a nice to have? You know, so we'll Good. go and buy. You know, we'll go and buy things like um, an extra domain name for a website we're creating. Of course, we need to have it. Um, there'll be other people who go and buy domain names because, oh, I've got to have that domain. I've got to have this domain. It's like, <laughs> what are you buying all that stuff for? I mean, these can be shiny objects too. Is when you get this idea. Oh, it's the best domain ever. I've got to buy it. When are you going to buy it? What are you going to do with it? You know, I'm talking that's 10 bucks, but then they get on this sidetrack of building this website, which is a whole nother story on top of that. So um, <laughs> that's just a little example of, of um, you know, I was actually, I was cleaning out my domains the other day and I saw a whole bunch of them. I'm like, well, why did we buy that? What have we done with them? Nothing. Get yeah. rid of those at the door. See you later. Um, but that's a, that's a prime example. I know a bunch of people that buy domain names because they sound good and they got no idea of no, no intention of doing anything with them, but they think it's good a good idea at the time. But it's you know, it's cost them a couple hundred bucks every year to keep them running. Yeah, and for me, I mean, I guess what I look for is is it going to improve what I'm doing in my systems and with revenue? And if I can actually say yes, it is like because you and I are built, we're 
really focused on our systems right now quite a bit. And we're building out mm. our project management to- platform with templates and milestones and things that are there to allow us to scale and grow as a business. And from that perspective of systems, and we use Office Autopilot, you know, or Entreport as our email platform, I'll look at, okay, if we want to have our, say, we have um, the Digital Traffic Institute, which is our sort of our mastermind, our, our VIP area where we do live Q&A and stuff. If we want to improve that, is the, the systems or things that are, I'm looking at online, are they actually going to do that? Or is there a question mark next to it? And if there's a big question mark next to it, then I think, well, I probably don't need it right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, you just it's it's through asking better questions I think as well like literally is this going to help me do I know it's going to help me do I have some sort of proof that it will help me right now and if if the answer is no then just you don't need it yeah it's good I love how you say that um, if it's systems based and it improves your system um, then great you know we we looked at a I'll give an example the other day we looked at a service called Schedule Once yes and Schedule oh, Once, so good. And Schedule Once is a it's a twenty dollar a month fee, mm-hmm. and it lets um, people book time with you. So if you're booking time with people, you're a consultant or whatever you need, and someone needs to book a time with you, you basically create a calendar, you hook it up to your Gmail, all that sort of stuff, and people can go and book their time. Now, we were booking um, guests for our Make It Simple TV, and you know it took. It took one of our team you know, a fair bit of time backwards and forwards, emails, trying to find the right time, the right date with the guest and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was painful, painful because it was backwards and forwards and, and frustrating more than anything. So Schedule Once for 20 bucks, um, it hooks it all up. It doesn't need to be backwards and forwards email anymore, but it's something that has helped our system and it's, and it's saving us money too, but it's also helped our entire system and it looks good from the guest point of view because they get automated automatic emails they get all this uh, updates and all this information they need to get uh, it's a great way to do it and that's a system that we said this is not a shiny object this is no. something that's going to enhance our business completely so we did that was that was schedule once uh, schedule once it's called really really good example perfect example yeah because exactly right we we knew that there was a pain point we knew that um, we looked at it from a perspective of okay twenty dollars a month will we be able to save that using this tool and yes in our in our labor of our team's time um, in the pain <laughs> that we've had with follow-up mm-hmm. as well so there were lots of points and lots of boxes that that particular one ticked and I think that's a great way of analysis analyzing um, mm. certain tools or things you want to bring into your business yeah so anyway that's uh, the bright shiny object I think that was um, <laughs> it was a good little session because I just want to talk about that because I know people are are popping up here and there and there's all sorts of new programs i got an email the other day just the other day from a lady that comes to um some of my uh live events and she's like oh i see this tool called this and one like she's never this is a video it's a video program right it enhances videos and stuff yeah she hasn't even got a website she doesn't even have a website and she's thinking about a website and has been for seven months or no longer and I'm like, why do you want that? You haven't even got a website yet. You haven't even got a camera to film. <laughs> and and you want to go and buy this thing because why? Perfect you know, case in like, point. And she's like, well, because it's it, it does all this stuff. I'm like, mm. you know what? It does stuff and you don't. That's the problem. Exactly. It's keeping you away from actually doing what's important. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key of what differentiates a shiny object versus 
what you need to be doing in your business. It keeps you away from actually doing the things you need to be doing. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. This tool is good. Mm-hmm. This tool is good, but at the right, right time, time yeah. business. Well and uh, and I know, I know a number of people have got this tool and they love it. But for her at the time, it's not the right tool right now um, because she needed to go through stage one and two before she gets to stage three. I guess the only thing I'd add about this whole thing of the shiny object, if you actually are wanting to learn things, you know, online and and understand where to improve things in your business, I think a a key point in that, and we talked about the accountability partner, the underlying element of that is that you have access to somebody live and ongoing and in real time. So you have that whole live live session, live Q&A, live what's working now in your business, because if everything's going to change every month, every week for you. So you want to have access to somebody that's going to be with you for the long run and also give you the fundamentals, but yet also be timely with your information. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And, and if you're thinking about a shiny object and you want us to give you some feedback on it, you can just email <laughs> us or you can leave us a comment or review and say, what about this shiny object? And we'll quickly tell you whether you should have it or not. Yeah, we know a go. lot of them. <laughs> I just I dogged you in age. We're going to be working hard now. All these people are going to be asking about shiny objects. That's quite all right. No, we we love we love hearing from you guys anyway. So, you know, um, best place to do that is autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast. Or you can – oh, Andrew, guess what? We have aybpodcast.com now. <laughs> Oh, there we go. <laughs> so you can actually go to aobpodcast.com, much easier to say, and that will actually take you straight to the podcast page. And you can come on by at episode number 81. That's this shiny object syndrome show. And let us know about your shiny objects. Let us know what you think. And let us know if you have any that you want us to check out and, and give you um, opinions on, because we certainly have been presented with pretty much, I'd say, most of them that exist out there. <laughs> Yes. Now, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a review and a rating. Uh, Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and get it on your little uh, iPhone or your Android or whatever it is. But if you could subscribe or leave a review, we would love it. And I have to do one shout out to somebody that you and I both know Mm -hmm. who's listening to this, I'm sure. Uh, That would be the amazing Keith Keller, who is one of the most most enthusiastic entrepreneurs on this planet and who presents lots of shiny objects to us, some of which are amazing. So this is a quick shout out to you, Mr. Shiny Object, Keith. Keith, we love you, Keith. Keep (laughs) rocking on. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right, guys. So I think that's it. All right, H. Well, enjoy that uh, near snow, whatever you've got going on down there, and I'll uh, go and bask in the the heat. Love it. Have fun with that. Until next time. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye, everyone. All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with their seatbelts securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking. On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com. Or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash autopilotyourbusiness. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold. Until we fly again, happy travels.